Hey, this is Dexter Sites. My name's Caleb Wood. My name is Billy Wood-Dolphin. And you're listening. You're listening to... You are listening to the Drum Report. To the GoPro Drum Report. To GoPro Drum Report. On Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a Gram Report. In fact, this is an anti-Gram Report. This is all about vet racing. I myself am a vet rider, uh, 35 years young and still riding and getting my throttle therapy. This is all about the Texas Vet National going down April 19th through the 21st at Johnsonville MX Farm. I'm so looking forward to it. I think I'm going to have to trip down to check it out after the conversation with April Johnson as well as the one, the only, Bobby Hedge. So check out this episode, enjoy it, and uh, why don't you also go enter the Verb Edit Contest. Our friends over at Yamaha let us use all of this awesome footage that we collected with them. We'll bestow that over to you guys, and then you can use it to edit and get all those creative juices flowing, and then at the very least, check out some footage that has never seen the light of day. Anyway, guys, enjoy this podcast, and make sure that you check out johnsonvillemxfarm.com, and uh, yeah, find out more about it. Welcome to a Verb Pod Network episode of the Grom Report. But this here is the anti-Grom Report. This is all about the Texas Vet National April 19th through 21st, 2024 at Johnsonville Farm Motocross. So excited to bring on April Johnson onto the podcast. Welcome to the show. Hi. How's it going? April, I know it's been awfully rainy and muddy, and uh, the ground is all saturated down in Texas, but it's a damn good thing that uh, the, the race that we're talking about today is a little bit off in the distance, uh, but we're excited to talk about it. Uh, the, the Texas Vet National, uh, people will be traveling from far and wide to, to attend this race. Uh, vet riders, much like myself, uh, champing at the bit to, uh, to do some racing uh, in the late stages of April. Yes, we're super excited and we cannot wait. So when when an event like this comes out, uh, it's always a very exciting time because you've got another new mar- sort of a marquee event to mark the calendar with. Um, what was sort of the genesis and the idea behind wanting to uh, have a national like this, uh, Texas Vet National, you're, you're centrally located as far as the uh, the American landscape is considered, um, and for all intents and purposes, I've only heard great things about Johnsonville Farm. Uh, it's a great track, it's a great facility, and uh, people are looking to come far, from far and wide to, to compete and test their metal. Yeah, so about... Seven years ago, we were um, generously gifted the Moto Masters Vet Series from Tony Miller. Um, He unfortunately passed away, and we have kept that going. Uh, And my husband has always just loved the vet scene. Of course, he's a vet rider himself, and he's been talking about this for several years, and we finally just thought we're going to bite the bullet, and we're going to put this out there, and we're going to have a Texas Vet National at Johnsonville Mex Farm. There you go, yeah. Uh, investing in the vet community, because uh, you as well as I know, uh, people like like myself, or possibly even older, uh, have uh, some disposable income to uh, to spend on the sport, and hey, like we, we might be uh, a little bit past our prime, but we still love to get out there and get after it. Um, this is going to be a really cool event. Uh, it's, it's April 19th through 21st, uh, Johnsonville MX 
Farm. Uh, yeah, Johnsonville Farm is a track in in Texas. Whereabouts are you guys located? So we are located in Yantis, Texas, which is, I say, the heart of East Texas. We are on Lake Fork, which is a huge bass lake. Um, we're 15 miles south of Sulphur Springs, Texas, which is uh, about 30. Oh wow, that is that that is super super neat. Um, and, and so for for you guys putting on an event like this, uh, I assume like like you, you'd mentioned that your husband is a vet rider in his own regard, um, but. As far as my experience with a lot of uh, track builders and, and track promoters, uh, do you think he's going to get a lot of time to spend on the dirt bike track itself uh, on this event, or is he going to have to be a spectator? Oh, unfortunately, he's going to have to be a spectator. He'll be on the dozer <laughs> in oh, the no. water truck. I know, maybe he can throw a leg over in a moto, but I don't know. He, I bet he'll want to try. Yeah, he'll definitely try to... Uh, um, kind of like just just put on all the hats all in one weekend um and you yourself you're on the premises um damn near every day i know you guys unfortunately had to cancel a race uh coming up this weekend just due to weather you guys have had a lot of rain uh and even some thunderstorms in the forecast uh for east texas um but uh by the time april rolls around um that is right in inside the throes of like uh like uh, spring nationals and, and just like that perfect weather that uh that East Texas boasts around that time of year. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Yes, we are so looking forward to it. I'm hoping weather like in the 60s, that would be great. Certainly. So for, for people like myself who haven't had the pleasure of spinning laps at uh, Johnsonville Farm MX, um, what are some of the features? What, what's the track like? And um, yeah, like what type of soil are we dealing with? Because like I would venture to guess that there's going to be some people coming from uh, Washington, Florida, New York, Texas, Minnesota uh, that might not have had a chance to spin some laps at, uh, at Johnsonville Farm. What are they in for? So they are in for a track that's a little over a mile long. Um, our fastest lap time is about, I don't know, a minute and 45 seconds. Um, we have sandy, loamy dirt. Um, wow. He has a little bit of clay mixed in, but it's it's loamy. Um, oh, wow. Makes for some nice ruts. Deep ruts and, uh, and and likely some braking bumps to go along with it. So, um, this being a vet class, a vet vet event, um, like you guys have m- must have sort of like created some special classes um, and some additional classes that you don't normally see in in AMA racing uh, in order to sort of fill out the schedule. Uh, like, is there a schedule for, uh, 35-year-old Canadians that are, like, good but not super good and can possibly take home some trophies or what? Oh, yeah. 35 plus A, B, or C. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the A class, all the from the 20 plus A to the 40 plus A, those will be, um, we'll pay out money for those. Um, oh, no like way. 20, 25, 30. Yep. So it goes from twenty to twenty five all the way up. We actually have a seventy plus class even. Wow. Like do do we know who's gonna be like do you have a like a, a racer in mind that might show up for the seventy plus? Like is like there must be uh if, if for a class to be created for it, there must be some clientele that are that are asking for a class that size, correct? Well, yeah, so our Moto Masters race, our sixty 
Quest class is our biggest class, and we actually call that our Jedi class. Um, and it is the date at most of our rounds. Wow. And so I got a lot of those guys who are turning or ha- who have turned seventy and have requested that class. And so I know a lot of my local Moto Masters guys are going to be here to ride that class. Um, so I'm hoping to fill the gate on that one. No way. That, that is really, really neat. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Um, I, I don't know what his travel schedule looks like, but, uh, dare I say that we might see an appearance of, uh, of the number three machine of Jamie Guida at this uh, particular event. I know, I think he's, he's an East Texas guy. Is he not? Oh yeah, he is. He better be here. <laughs> I, 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 that, that, that <laughs> I, might have to be the uh, uh, the opportunity for him and I to throw down. Like uh, I, I haven't been, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of uh, spinning some laps with Darkside yet. Uh, so I might have to circle this one on the calendar and uh, throw the KTM in the back of my truck and, and, and come on down to East Texas. Um, and I'm sure I'll be more. It'll be more than a few Canadians that come out for this thing. That, that's that's early season for us. Right. I hope so. We actually have one guy that's a local guy here, and we call him the Texadian, and he's from Canada. Um, and he actually just, I think, just got his, um, is a citizen now of the of the United States and not Canada anymore. Uh, his name's Rick Van Diemen, and so I bet he'll be here racing. Fair enough. Well, yeah. If it, if I if I do come on down to this race, I'll definitely be flying the flag for Canada. I'll be I'll be one of many, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So. You guys have been uh, to been hosting races for how long down in East Texas? Um, t- 2011 was our very first race. We were open to the public prior—I mean, open privately. I'm sorry. Before that, for about two years. Okay. Um, we have district racing in Texas, and so District 41 is our district, and that was our very first race with the District 41 race. Yeah, the D41. Um, D41. Yep. That is super, We're actually super hosting cool. another one of those coming up too. We're getting back in that in the amateur, you know, racing, and we're going to host one of those again this year. But the vet vet racing is our passion. We absolutely love the vet. We host some vintage racing here too, um, and it's just we just love the vet crowd. It's our favorite. Certainly, yeah. The vet crowd, it's uh it can be a mature crowd. It can also be an immature crowd. I'm also talking about myself in that respect. <laughs> um but guys yeah. like like to have fun and uh yeah, coming out to an event like this, what what can people expect uh aside from uh some some different classes and some paying classes and the A classes as well? What else uh do you guys have planned for uh for this particular event? Um, well, I gotta tell you, we got one more class. We're gonna have the 125 open class, which is gonna be called the oil and gas two stroke shootout. Yeah. We're gonna have that class, awesome. which we kind of thought that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, I will have plenty of food vendors. I plan on having a, um, a trailer here for, you know, that vends for tires, um, oil, gas, all that kind of stuff, gear, helmets. We were throwing around the idea of maybe having a band one night, but okay. I haven't been able to dial that in a hundred percent, maybe like on a Saturday night, but I don't know if we're going to do that or not. Okay. Well, like, like um, if, if not an actual band, there's usually uh, like, I'd imagine probably some, uh, some bonfires that get going. And if, if uh, the mood quite strikes, uh, maybe some, uh, some guys that break into song at some point as well. Um, like, 
the, when it comes to the vet community, and obviously, like, you've got a pretty densely populated area in, in East Texas there. Um, is it fair to say that that's probably one of the more prominent, uh, like, segments within, uh, with, within the motocross community? Like, like, you must have a pretty, uh, bustling vet motocross community down in East Texas. Like, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of guys who've been riding for a long period of time, uh, probably looked up to, or maybe even raced with a guy like Kent Howerton back in the day, uh, that are still out there, uh, spinning laps and enjoying themselves. I like it. Yeah, we, we have a lot of vet guys around this area, and we've got a lot of the guys that race our Texas Vintage Racing Club, which is TVRC. A lot of those guys, Mark Moore, um, trying to think um oh my goodness i'm drawing a blank uh mike hance there's several of those guys who i know have raced with some big names and they do come out here and it's really cool hearing their stories um you know for racing these guys are probably 65 and older yeah well they're 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 my dad's age my dad's uh, the ripe old age of 65 years old or 66 years old actually now uh he raced in the 70s and then got me into it in the uh the late 90s early 2000s um but he he's still he's still into it every bit as much as he used to be um so you, you, like before we uh let, let you go here on the podcast like we are going to uh have on uh a a resident uh vet rider that you've hand selected so Tell me why uh, Bobby Hedge is someone who uh, we need to, to, to hear from. And I, you've got to have at least one embarrassing story about the young man uh, before I dial him <laughs> up here. Oh, man. Um, so Bobby's been around for a while. He races, you know, or whenever we first were around, he was doing the uh, TVRC. And then um, and he's kind of backed off racing just a little bit. He announces a lot. So he is real you know, in key with the tracks, the riders, um, he knows what they like. Um, he's supported us, um, as far as helping with anything I've needed in the background, um, on social media. I'm real bad at social media. I try not to be, and everybody tells me you have got to post more. And I really try to post more. I'm so old school and I feel like I got these vet guys who were old school also. And, um, I try to keep it more personal, but I really try. And so he helps me on the social media and really sharing things, helping me create events. And, um, and so Bobby is this really big muscular guy. Oh wow! And um, he, he's he's going to be mad at me for this. He reminded me of Mister Clean off of um, oh, you know, the okay. Mister Clean guy, the big, the bald guy, the big. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Clean no, guy. my my dad runs the exact same look. He's got, he's got not not a single hair in his head, so that makes sense. So I was really intimidated by him whenever I first met him, and I thought, oh, you're just a big old teddy bear. <laughs> Okay, I will definitely uh-huh. that, that will yes. that will like I will definitely introduce him as uh the real Mr. Clean uh and uh self-proclaimed uh teddy bear. That is pretty cool. What kind of bike does he ride? <laughs> he has some vintage bikes. Oh cool. Um, and are there going to be some vintage classes at this uh this event? So, I don't have any vintage classes yet. Um, that, that, that's not in my plan on vintage okay. classes. I mean, we could possibly throw in like a post vintage class mm-hmm. if, if I had, you know, a bigger need for it. Um, if somebody shows interest in that, we could, we could throw in a couple vintage classes, vintage and post vintage. 
Well, hopefully, uh, after hearing this, some some uh, some local Texans or per- perhaps even all over uh, the states hear this and say that there, if there's a race for them, those guys, uh, the vintage guys, you as well as I know, they, they're they're usually not too shy about spending some money. So if there's a place for them to race, uh, they'll usually pack up and show up wherever that gate's going to fall, or perhaps if it's a rubber band start or even a flag start, that would be about as vintage as it gets. Yes, and we have had a few rubber band starts last year and the year before, actually. So they're they are not too far gone. <laughs> there you go. That, 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 that's uh, that's throwing it back. That is super awesome. Well, uh, once again, yeah. I want to uh, let everybody know that we are racing down April nineteenth through twenty first, Johnsonville farms mx it's going to be fantastic they're going to have vet classes the a classes are, are paid out classes uh they're going all the way to 70 years young and uh what is the, the what's the, the youngest cutoff as far as uh as we consider themselves a vet rider you said 25 and up up uh, 20 well normally it's 25 and up for our moto masters but we're going to do this we're going to do 20 20 okay. year olds to 70 year olds and older older than 70 if you want but yeah, 20 is the youngest. 20 plus, you show up, you get yourself entertained, you, you possibly win yourself some money, uh, a trophy for your troubles if you happen to do well. Um, and then at the, at the very least, some, uh, some, some, like, a great experience and some memories made along the way. April, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think I might have to, uh, dust off the KTM, uh, early, early in April, uh, get myself, uh, in some decent shape and come on down to Johnsonville. I'd love to meet you. I'd love for you to come see the track. Awesome. Well, I, I think I might have to uh, put a, a request uh, in with my my friends over at Verb Motor to see if they'll uh, they'll pay some travel. Uh, and even if they don't, maybe uh, maybe I can just crash at Darkside's house and we'll just make a whole thing content out of it, and then we'll get paid, posted either on Verb or Vital or something along those lines. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I tell you what. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate you uh, making some time for me today to sort of uh, give people uh, the rundown of what this event is all about. How about I call up uh, Bobby Hedge right now, and uh, or uh, so, uh, otherwise known as Mr. Clean, and, uh, and, and, and get to the bottom of uh, what his plans are to dominate at this event. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Well, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, let's, th- let's cut things off right there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to welcome the one, the only, the real Mr. Clean, none other than Bobby Hedge. Here we go. Hi there, is this the real Mr. Clean? (laughs) How funny is that introduction? Right? (laughs) Yeah, yet it is the real Mr. Clean, believe it or not. Bobby Hedge, welcome to the Verb Pod Network, my friend. This podcast is going to be one of my favorites of the year. This is the anti-Grom Report here on the Verb Pod Network. I am a vet rider. You are a vet rider. You've got vintage bikes. And I I talked to uh, April Johnson, uh, oh, I don't know, about 45 seconds ago, and she said, you've got to call up. Bobby Hedge. First of all, the guy is an announcer to the stars. He's got a voice like an angel, and he happens to look like Mr. Clean, very much like my dad, who actually has alopecia. He doesn't have a single hair on his uh, on his head or honestly anywhere else on his body. Um, but that's not here what we're here to talk about. Um, you, sir, are for in all regards a Texas legend as far as announcing motos, riding motos, you name it. I'm here to talk about it. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very much. I'm so pleased to be here today. 
Hey, thank, thanks for making some time for us. I do appreciate it. Um, Johnsonville MX Farm, I'm excited about it. I, I think it basically just sold myself on driving down to Texas, which last time I checked is about a 20-hour drive from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, where I'm currently calling you from. Um, but it, this, this, is, this Texas Vet National is an event that nobody is going to want to miss. Uh, April 19th through 21st, I'm excited about it. I know you're excited about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm really excited about the event that they uh, put on. This is going to be the first uh, annual, hopefully, uh, Vet National here. I don't think anybody here in Texas is doing anything quite like this. Um, they have really uh, stepped up their program uh, at the end of last year and beginning of this year with you know all these different races that they're putting on and uh, trying to get other tracks in the North Texas area involved in their program. But this Bet National has got, you know, so many different classes uh, to offer uh, to the vet riders, and they've even lowered their number for the vet class to a plus 20 class. And uh, I guess they're really trying to keep the minis out just so the vet riders can uh, have a good time. But, you know, they've got A, B, and C classes within each of theirs. They've got plenty of money classes out there for people to participate in. So I'm, I'm super excited for the track. Certainly, yeah. Like we, you, you need to every once in a while. Like, hey, we love uh, watching minis race as much as the next guys, uh, especially here over at Verb. We're sort of known for covering uh, amateur moto and kids on super minis. But sometimes you got to let those little ankle biters have a weekend off. And uh, yeah, sometimes it has to be about the uh, the elder statesmen, the guys who've been around for a little while, maybe to re- respect to the veterans uh, of the sport. Um, you yourself have been around it for quite some time, and uh, as of right now, there is not a vintage class planned, but I'm advocating for that uh, for no other reason than the fact that I would like to throw my dad's 1978 RM125 in the back of my pickup truck and head on down to Texas. Listen, I am a big, big vintage guy, and you know, we have a big, big vintage uh, community here in Texas, uh, as the you Texas should. Vintage Racing Club. And uh, and so I'm very much into it and in the ARMA classes, which Johnsonville has just got their first ARMA national this year in September. And uh, but, yeah, it, you know, eventually I'm thinking that once this thing really takes off at this vet national, that vintage classes will be offered for some of these folks. And I'm super excited to, you know, bring some of my bikes out, not only to ride them, but I, I have enough of them in, in my shop that uh, I let people ride them and enjoy vintage because, you know, a younger guy that's 20 years old doesn't really have any draw to driving or riding a vintage bike unless somebody offers it to him. And then once they're offered that ride and then they go out and go, hey, this is pretty fun, you know, hope they'll go out and buy one, fix it up and start racing it on their own. Absolutely. You can't see me on this side just rubbing my hands together. I can only imagine uh, the the collection that you have in that garage of yours. And uh, yeah, I can uh, count me in uh, if we're talking about uh, possibly doing a vintage bike showdown between me, Jamie Guida. Yeah, that's right, Dark Side. I'm calling you out right now, buddy. I want to race vintage against the one, the only, uh, the man from East Texas himself, the guy who bootstrapped his way all the way to prominence here in the motocross industry as a media member. Uh, the two of us basically coming, uh, basically, uh, strangely, totally out of digging ditches to now being uh, moto media guys and, and doing our thing. 
thing. I would absolutely be all over that. And you're totally right. Riding vintage bikes is, uh, it's a pleasure. First of all, it's a snapshot in time. You literally get to go figure out exactly what it was like to ride these things, find out that they do in fact not stop in any type of way. Um, anyone who's pressed down on the back pedal of a drum rake and realize that that's not really doing a whole lot, um, is uh, that, that's a, that's an experience in and of itself. Um, but this race in itself, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like you said, plus 25 and up all the way to, I think, 105 years old. If they can uh, find someone who yeah. wants to race it, Barry Higgins might be there. Uh, and you yourself, likely racing, but also possibly on the microphone as well. You're you're a man of many talents. Yeah, I uh, I not only announce for quite a few tracks here in North Texas, but no I also deal. photograph. Uh, I, I photograph under BH25, Bobby Hedge, and then my number, race number 25. And so you can see some of my work on Insta. But anyway, I do, I photograph and then I, I talk on a wireless mic with my, my clipboard, letting me know who is that on the track so we can kind of give them some, you know, some, uh, tell them how they're doing and whatnot. But I stay pretty busy at these tracks. And when it's my time to go out and rip it up, I go out and enjoy riding that 60 plus A class as best that I can still. And, uh, uh, I really enjoy Johnsonville's track. It is so vet friendly. And if there's some folks out there that really want to send it, they have the jumps to send it, but they also have the jumps that if you don't want to send it, that you can land safely and feel safe on the track. And the dirt out there at their track is just phenomenal. It is just, and, and Cole just knows how to work a track so well. Yeah, certainly. And I, I'm sure as heck hoping that the, the ground is maybe a little bit less saturated than it currently is. I understand that you guys have had some weather, uh, which is actually canceling a race that they're supposed to be having at Johnsonville MX Farms today, this weekend. Uh, but come April, like in the, when we're into the third period or maybe the fourth quarter of, uh, of April, uh, things should be looking good. And, uh, I'm excited about it, man. Like, I, I, uh, April was describing the soil and I actually had to, to, to just kind of like wipe my mouth because I was salivating just absolutely drooling over the fact that, uh, yeah, loamy soil, lots of ruts. Um, and it's going to be just vet guys. Like you're not going to have any, like, uh, any punk kids, uh, annoying us in any type of way. We can just like play Leonard Skinner and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, the the soil out there is is to the fact where that it will rut up, but it won't be a hard rut. So if you need to create a new line and break it down, it still breaks down. And uh, there are quite a few elevation changes around the track. It takes a couple minutes to make a, a a lap there, and there are some rolling, you know, some whoops in the back, and some great shots where you can take a hard rights and sweeping corners where there's a lot of berms blowing up and whatnot. And then they've got their massive, you know, triple if you really want to try it to send it. And, uh, you know, it's time now for the kids to stand on the fence and watch their dads show them how it's done. No, I, I like to hear stuff like that. That is going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it, I'd imagine it's going to be all outside lines. It's vet lines everywhere. That, 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 that's my preference per, per like, for, for my personal preference of, uh, of how to make my way around the dirt bike track. But, uh, uh, yeah, dude, I, I am so stoked for this. Um, and now that the more I think about it, I think there needs to be a full social media campaign of shit talking between myself, dark side. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like, honestly, the funny thing is I don't know if I have them or not. That's the thing. I, I could be completely talking out of, you know, where to whether or not I'd be able to beat the guy, but 
like, I'll be honest, the two of us come from essentially the exact same background. I, myself, journeyman bricklayer by trade at the tender age of 20 years old. He's a few years my senior, uh, but we both come from a construction background and uh, and just sort of live within that vet community. This might be just tailor-made for the two of us to uh, to uh, throw down, and I suppose you would be uh, either on the track beating both of us, unfortunately, or announcing the whole oh. thing. Well, no, I can remember Jamie selling X brand goggles off and he of still a does. plastic table. And I'm telling you, that's how I met Jamie and, and he's he's a really great guy and you know, he has that really he become a fantastic rider over the over time and then when he, he's got his pod show also that he does quite often. Yes. So it's good to listen to him. Uh, the you know, the track, show. uh yeah, and the track is going to be uh, in great condition for the event, and uh, I know that the Johnsons are excited about getting that event going, and uh, we're hoping that there's going to be just a massive amount of riders out there to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like that, and that's sort of uh, the the genesis behind this podcast is to sort of uh, fly the flag for uh, Johnsonville MX Farm. Um, it's a it's a fantastic facility. I ha- unfortunately haven't been there in person to to experience it. Although this, based on this conversation, we're definitely going to work on changing that. Um, like for you, you, you'll likely be, uh, like not only announcing, but also riding what, uh, what pray tell out of your collection, this vast array of motorcycles that you currently own, uh, will you be, do you have a daily driver? Uh, I do. Um, I have a, a more modern bike. It's the only one I really have. I have a, a KTM, uh, 250, uh, four stroke that I ride and, um, uh, it, it's fun. I don't, you know, the 450 to me is just, it's just nuts. And so I, I like to hold the, the, it wide open and that 250 seems to do me pretty well. And I enjoy the brand. The bike handles really great. Okay. And I do go out and practice on it quite often. But, uh, you know, when it comes to other uh, riders, I have, you know, quite a few of the older two strokes that I like to go out on. And I'm more of a small bore guy. So I'm big, but I still like the 125s and whatnot. And and uh, I love going out and riding my 84 RM125. And I also have a 78 RM125. And no way. I have the creme de la creme. Oh, I've got several uh, YZ100s. And Cole Johnson actually rides one of my YZs, you know, when they have one of those uh, show races, either in Oklahoma or oh, when no they way. have them out in East Texas. They're great, to, they're great fun to watch. No, absolutely. And yeah, you're totally right. Getting out to a, uh, a vet bike or a vintage bike rather is, is always good fun because the, the, to be honest, the, the power is usually not going to scare you, uh, unless it's a 500 or something like that. Once those kind of things get wound up, uh, they can still take off like a shot. But yeah, like riding the, the 78 RM or even something from the mid eighties, um, it, it, uh, it's a little bit of a confidence boost. I'm not going to lie. It, uh, it, they're, they're fun to play with. And, uh, if you like, they're fun to tinker on like there there's a sort of like that that's like the genesis of moto in general is like working on the bike getting her all tuned up and then uh like these things are there there's there were a lot of wear and tear on these things so they require a lot of love tlc and everything else in between um but yeah I, i'm also a two-stroke guy i've got a 2016 although it needs to get updated a little bit uh kx2 ktm 252 stroke um uh, but i tell you um if you're a 125 guy i think i might also i can probably be pulling an entire trailer down to johnsonville mx um, because I've got a 04 KX125 James Stewart replica that is begging to see some Texas dirt. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's that, they actually have a, a two-stroke class 
uh, in this vet national that's that's called it's basically any two stroke any size in one race so if you have a 125 you can race it in this this two stroke class or if you desire and you have a 500 you can actually ride it in there so they're trying to make it where they have just an only two stroke class in this vet national so it's going to be an exciting race for everybody to either watch and or participate in. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what shows up when it comes to the two strokes, because you may have a guy like Brandon Glenn show up on a CR 480 and just clean everyone's clock on that thing. Certainly. Yeah. See how I was able to tee you up completely like just like just telepathically be like, yeah, here, I'm going to set them up to uh, plug that, uh, that two stroke class. Yeah. They're going to be mixing gas, hauling ass and uh, having some fun while doing it. Um, I have had the opportunity to ride a 500, both a, uh, a CR 500 from 1989 and then uh, essentially it might as well be a 1989, uh, KX 500. And I'll, I'll admit both of those bikes take some time to get to used to them. But, uh, once those things get rolled, Rolling, um, they're they're pretty potent. Like uh, in the right hands, you still might be able to go faster on a KX two or a one twenty five or two fifty two stroke. But uh, yeah, it's pretty serious. Yeah, I'm pretty excited uh, about the events that are coming up. I started riding in 1974, and um, believe nice. it or not, a lot of my, my a lot of my all of my youth riding, I rode, I raced in Japan. Uh, my dad no was in the military. I was, yeah, my dad was in the military and well, I was a, a dependent then. and yeah. And we, we raced, you know, in Japan for probably five years until we moved back to the state. So most of my formidable racing as a youth was overseas in Japan and had a great time riding. Suzuki's was our brand yep. and uh, we got great some help from some of the local shops. And, uh, my first bike was a TM 75. I've ridden one of those. And, uh, we rode that and we rode that for a couple of years until the, the 1977 RM 80 came out. And that kind of changed everything, uh, for minis for me and for the rest of the people riding those things. It was in a class by itself until everybody could kind of catch up. But, yep. you know, we took quite a few years off there in the middle and then we came back and we started riding with my children. And um, uh, my kids come out and ride every once in a while. The son is 26 and another one that's 23. And uh, they ride every once in a while. And every once in a while, dad gets out there and kind of shows them how to turn around a corner. You know, they, they still like to try and say, oh, I can beat my dad, but we'll see. Certainly. And yeah, no, like fathers often come into, uh, the, the sport and the sort of the story quite often when it comes to motocross. And I'll take this opportunity to tell one of my favorite stories within the sport of motocross is that my, my dad obviously got me into it. Uh, I, I didn't ask for a dirt bike. In fact, at the age of nine years old, I was pretty sure I was going to the NHL. Um, but I had some scouts a couple of years later tell me otherwise. Um, but uh, I think maybe my dad was, uh, he had, uh, the, saw the writing on the wall, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than I did, but, uh, he got me a, a Suzuki DS80 in 1998 mm. or seven or something around those lines. Um, but here's the thing. My dad's never sold any of my bikes. He has all of them. He has my DS80. He has my, oh. my KX, my KX 85s, my KX 125, the 252 stroke, uh, a pair of 250Fs, which like to be completely honest, I'm not entirely sure why we've hung on to an 08 and an 06 KX 254 stroke. Um, but we still have them. Like I, I can not only like the bike just like it, but they are actually the bikes I grew up riding. Um, but unfortunately my dad sold his bikes when he was a young man. He, he, mm. he's about as sentimental as you can possibly imagine. Um, and he raced a 1975 RM125, which was the first year of the RM. It was a steel tank, uh, still had a downpipe, great looking bike. And then he upgraded, 
to the 78 in 1978 uh, with the RM. He sold both those bikes so that he could like kind of get on with his life and, and start a family and that whole thing. Uh, so in Christmas 2015, I took it upon myself. I found my dad an RM1, the 78 RM125. I, I spruced it up exactly that how he had it back in the day based on, off some photos. Uh, I actually had some, uh, some pre-printed numbers or some, uh, some, uh, die cut numbers, uh, made for it. Uh, and the thing was sitting, uh, in the basement on Christmas morning. I handed him the, he unwrapped the owner's manual. And he's like, he was blown away by the owner's man. He's looking at it like he had seen a ghost. And it, it, with it came an NGK spark plug sticker and a, uh, a Bell Ray oil sticker, which of course those two brands were absolutely iconic at the time, uh, with a note saying that you can stick these on yourself. And he said, stick them on what? Mm. And I go check it out downstairs and he walks downstairs and I swear to God, the guy went as pale as you could possibly see. It was like he had, like he'd seen a ghost. And, uh, I don't, haven't seen my dad cry too often and, uh, brought a tear to the man's eye. Uh, it was pretty, pretty special. Um, he was blown away and, uh, I'm still looking for a 75, uh, RM, but, uh, haven't been able to find one that's not, un- uh, that's, that's, uh, under 12 grand right now. But, uh, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I, I still have my kid's first, uh, motocross bike and, uh, um, um, it's, I've, 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 I graphicked it up kind of like, you know, they're with their number and stuff and so on, but I still have it. And then I don't have any of the bikes from, you know, my motocross bikes from when I was a kid. Um, I just recently purchased a, uh, um, uh, a bike that, you know, it's kind of like I had back in the day, but I, I did, I did, um, I was driving down the road one day and I had my, my wife was with me in the car and we saw these old Honda CT seventies on the side of the highway. And right. I said to my wife, you know, I think I, I think I, I, we used to have one like that uh, as a kid when I lived over in Japan. I said, you know, I wonder whatever happened to that motorcycle. And about two weeks later, I went over to my dad's house and I said, hey, dad, you remember that old motorcycle um, we had? Whatever happened to that? And he was like, it's in the back. You want it? And I was like, seriously? And so we go back there and I got the bike that I used to pit around on as a kid. I still have black and white photos of me riding it, but it is ultra, ultra rare. It is a 1967 Honda Monkey Z50 M as in Mary. Yeah. And I, I still have that bike. I still have it with the tartan seat cover and everything. And they sell on at Mecham on a regular basis for five figures. And so I have one, never going to sell it, but I still have that bike from my youth. That is super cool. That is a piece of history. And, and to not only have, like, I, I wish I could have found my dad's actual bike, um, but to, to actually have the bike itself, not just one just like it, uh, which is what he has now, um, that is extra special. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I, I am too. So I, I have something that we, we just keep it at the house and, you know, I'm still kind of going through the restoration process. It's all together, but you know, we're, we're working on it a little bit of time. And so, but we enjoy it. And the kids come over, my boys come over and we work on bikes. And my youngest son does video for one of the local tracks that's just started to open their doors for, uh, for racing. And they, they're in, uh, 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 they have a good relationship with Johnsonville. And so my son does video and then my other son, he still just rides. He's not really trying to make his way in this industry but uh we both love uh you know the the motocross industry and try to do everything that we can to help people you know get to the next level obviously my big time racing careers and walks are all gone so we try to help as many young riders as we can you know on their journey to try to make it into the big time you know i i sponsor a couple of riders 
Um, okay. And they're really the only, you know, people that I sponsor, but I sponsor a young man named Tyler Hawk and Tyler Hawk is a really fast and upcoming rider. Mm-hmm. And then the other rider that I sponsor is Zoe Moore. And Zoe Moore is a young lady that, you know, last year she was ninth overall at Loretta's yeah, in the I remember 11 her, to 16 yeah. girls class. And That's she's right. incredible. And, and, and we, 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 we sponsor those two riders. And so, you know, I do under that BH 25, um, um, you know, company. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, we, we try to do the best we can and help people and, and, uh, you know, help them get to the next level when we can. Awesome, dude. Well, that, that, that is, uh, that's near and dear to my heart. There's a couple of kids locally that I sort of help out as well. Um, like just, just kids that honestly identify as like good natured kids. Um, they, they've, they've got a good head on their shoulders and, and like, Honestly, like it's it's more of like a uh, reward for good behavior and and having great values, uh, in my opinion. And these kids they work super hard, and uh, I see a lot of myself in, in both of them, both Jagger Wall and Jackson Weeb. Um, great kids, mm. and uh, yeah, be, like at that age, I could have only ever dreamed of having some sponsors and some companies that might get get behind your program and and just maybe just if for anything else, just encourage. Uh, you to keep going and, and and keep working at it and uh, yeah they've they've certainly uh, been able to do exactly that so uh, glad to see that that same uh, generosity and kindness is uh, is in East Texas as well through you. Oh yeah, yeah we we try to help as many people as we can and and you know we when we we're, we're out and we're announcing some of the races and the mini bikes are out we like to try and I like to try and you know give the kids an interview and help them practice with their interview and mic skills so that they they're not all one answered words you know like how was your day good you know you try to make them talk a little bit so they're they're a little bit more comfortable and they really like being treated like a, an adult you know and then when you're out there on the track and you say their name and they can actually hear you saying their name over the PA system they're like he said my name he said my name you know and so yeah we try to do what we can for the kids that's exactly it, man. No, that's one of the first, one of the main reasons why I picked up a microphone to begin with. And it m- might have had also something to do with the fact that my shoulder had been dislocated the week, uh, the day prior. Uh, so I was out of commission, but uh, I always loved having uh, some people who could uh, pronounce my last name, for, for uh, to be honest. Not too many people get Gebhardt to, uh, on the first try, um, especially with that DT. It just trips everybody up. Um, but uh, yeah, like the kids always appreciate that. And the, those are the those types of things that sort of put a little bit extra wind in their sails to uh to make them feel good about their program and keep them at it so uh i'm looking forward to this man it's it's april 19th through 21st uh, johnsonville mx farm it's going to be fantastic this is the texas vet national uh it's going to be a lot of fun i'm excited about it yeah so i'll, I'll give a quick a little bit of some of these statistics it's a two-stroke showdown any size two-stroke that's going to be in one race yes sir. right then there are there are eleven age classes. There are eleven age classes, anywhere from twenty to plus seventy, and and they go every five years. So you know twenty, twenty five, thirty, et cetera. Each class up to fifty plus has an ABC skill. So I mean, you're in a fifty plus class and you're a C rider. You know, you you don't have to race with the B and the A guys. They want you to go out and have a good time be competitive and and have fun and then and then they have money classes from plus 20 to plus 40 so there are five money classes that they're going to be having in the event and so and it's a three moto format not your standard two moto format so you're going to get the opportunity to race a lot in those two days on that saturday and that sunday at the track all right on 
Yeah, so you, it's all about seat time, right? Like, obviously, vet riding, uh, it's uh, a lot about uh, the bench racing and uh, the conversations on the tailgate, but also uh, you want to get that throttle therapy. It sounds like you're going to get both through this event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times when, you know, I'm in a three-moto format, you know, situation in that third moto i'm like gosh i hope my bike breaks i'm so wore out you know yeah but i'm having Just a fake a bike and, issue and i'd like to be out here yeah talking with my buddies but it's time to go for you know a few minutes to go race certainly that, no, that's awesome well well uh i really appreciate you making some time for me this has actually gone away, uh, way better than I even i thought it would so uh that is a feather in both of our caps uh as soon as april told me that you were an announcer i'm like all right him and i are gonna get along just great uh so that is awesome and uh yeah i, I think i've uh officially made the commitment i, th- I think i need to uh, get myself in even better shape than i already am uh throw down the gauntlet uh to uh to one jamie guida otherwise known as dark side and uh, and make sure mm-hmm. that not only is he in attendance but i'm there to kick his butt I think that would be great to have you guys come out. And if you decide to just drive in your little car down for 20 hours yes, sir. to our little old track out here in East Texas, and it's all you've got to car, don't forget to bring your gear bag. Oh, absolutely. No, I wouldn't leave home without it. Uh, Bobby Hedge here on the, the Verb Pod Network. This has been a lot of fun, my friend. I'm looking forward to uh, most likely putting some time on one of your dirt bikes when I come on down to East Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Gebhardt, I really appreciate the time. Awesome, man. Well, do not hang out just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut things off right there. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to enter the Verb Edit Contest. Go to the website, verbmoto.com forward slash verb edit contest. Enter to win. And uh, yeah, best of luck to you. Get those competitive juices flowing. Get creative with it. Have some fun. Why not? It's the Verb Edit Contest. Hollow.